0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good morning, everybody. I say good morning because it is uh, just past midnight, and for Met fans on this uh, post Met game podcast. On the Mike Francesa podcast, uh, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Uh, you know what? It is a happy recap of a very strange ball game. It was a crisp ball game for a while, despite the fact that there were too many walks in the game. But for. The sixth inning on, the game was almost bizarre. I mean, the bottom of the seventh inning for the Mets was something out of a science fiction movie. I mean, it was just ridiculous. With the umpire, with the telecommunications, with I mean, with the communications, with uh, the, the the reliever not being able to find a plate, I mean, it was just a nightmare to just live through. I mean, no less anything else. It was an, an odd game. DeGrom was, I thought, okay. I didn't think he was great. Um... He came back and pitched that sixth inning against the middle of the order, and that was a positive inning. Buck was smart not to throw him out in the seventh because, first of all, how many pitches he'd thrown. Secondly, Grissom, Profar, and Soto were the guys who were giving him all the trouble, and he was going to see them in the seventh inning. So Buck took a big calculated gamble, and it paid off. I think his feeling was, I got a one-run lead. Let me go to Diaz here. And they'll probably not give me the best part of the bullpen. We can probably pad it, and then I can get Diaz out of the game. That was what he was hoping. Uh, Padres walked the ballpark. Mets got a couple of hits. They got the four runs. And then it turned into a little bit of a circus, but the Mets were able to hold on, even though they lowered the bases in the uh, ninth inning. Diaz threw 28 pitches. He hasn't pitched much since September, so he can go two innings. I mean, if you're listening to the telecast tonight, yes, the national guys don't know the team like your regular guys do, but when you have guys who are on a playoff broadcast – And they are talking about Diaz pitching four innings. I mean, you wonder where they're from. I mean, you're you're like, what are you guys talking about? The guy has never thrown more than 35 innings. He never pitches two innings. It's It's a rarity if he goes two innings. Two innings would be maximum. And you guys are talking about him pitching four innings in a game? I mean, come on now. How crazy is that? But Buck was a calculated gamble. He knew. He couldn't get more than two innings out of him. He even got him out of the game a little early after 28 pitches. He'll be fine for two innings tomorrow night. The question is, whether It's all hands on deck for both teams. Musgrove against Bassett. Bassett was not good in Atlanta. He's been good this year. He kind of flew under the radar, but he did win 15 games. He pitched well for the most part. He did not do his job in Atlanta, but so sort did of nobody else did either. Now he gets a chance for vindication and the Mets try to move on to the Dodgers. Uh, it's a, it was a big win for the Mets because it breaks a couple of losing streaks. It breaks a Mets losing streak in the postseason. It breaks a Buck losing streak in the postseason. It gets the Mets into the third game, and now you hope they can find a way. The Mets, usually good things happen when Alonzo hits, and tonight you got a home run from Lindor early, and then the Mets had a million chances to break the game open uh, and couldn't. The walks were ridiculous, and then Alonzo Homer gave him the lead and put everything in motion. When he hits, they hit. That's just the way it is. And they win, and that's just the way it is. And they were able to get a W tonight. It wasn't overly pretty. You'll take it, you move on, and now you get to the deciding third game. And let's be honest, we've had some stunning baseball so far. What went on in the Cleveland series and that 15-inning crazy game today and give Francona and the Guardians, it's still hard for me to say Guardians, but give them credit. And Francona is just a brilliant manager. Um, What the Phillies accomplished and, of course, what the Mariners accomplished with that amazing comeback and winning as they did. So you've had some surprises already. The Padres would have been another surprise, although a lot of people, everywhere I went today, all I heard was, Mets are done. Mets are done. I didn't do it done. Look, they had a chance to win tonight. I don't know if they'll win tomorrow or not. I don't give them much better than a 50-50 chance to win tomorrow. They're home. All right. Do I think they're the better team? Maybe by a smidge. I think it's pretty close. If Soto hits, and Machado had a tough night tonight. I mean, DeGrom was great against the right-handed hit tonight. He struggled. With Profar, he struggled with Soto. He struggled with Grisham. Um, he obviously handled Machado in a lot of big spots, but Machado will be different tomorrow. If Soto, and I thought Soto swung the bat bad, a lot better the last three times up, he could be very dangerous tomorrow. Profar's been good at the top of the lineup. They have a good chance to win. I mean, to me, it's, it's not much more than a 50-50 game tomorrow. That's all it is. And we'll see if the Mets can uh, survive in advance and uh, go play the Dodgers. That's what they will try to do. Um, a lot was on the line tonight. They needed to win this game. DeGrom needed to have this happen tonight. He needed to have this game. And like I said, was it unbelievable? No was it okay yeah it was okay it was a solid six innings it wasn't great but it was it was it was you know good i'd call it good you know it, it, six innings five hits two runs uh he seemed to lose it in the middle of the game and he went just straight sliders then he came back with a little bit of fastball late uh the slider was good especially to machado all night he gave up the one homer, which seems to be now a thing where he just keeps giving up long balls. He did strike out eight guys. So I thought he did the job. Diaz, I think, just needed more work. He was not his overpowering self today. But they made some plays in that inning around the bag. You know, a, a throw here, a throw there, that could have been a very different inning because they hit some balls that could have been very quirky there. They didn't. They got through it, and, and that was fine. And then... You know Adovino can be up and down. You know he can be wild. You know he can be strange. So you're not surprised by anything that happens there. Uh, and then Lugo comes on uh, to get Bell and preserve the uh, victory, and we get ready for a game number three. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise that they didn't put Alvarez in the lineup. They put Ruff in. Ruff got on base a couple of times with a walk. With getting hit by a pitch, at least he contributed a little bit. He didn't hit, but at least he contributed a little bit. Um, They ran Gore for him, and then they never gave Gore a chance to steal. I mean, it made no sense, you know. If you're going to get put in a guy who is one job there is to steal a base, you got to give him a chance to steal a base. They didn't even give him a chance. You know, next thing you know, he's you got a double play and he's gone. So that made uh, not much sense. Um, I know Mate wasn't great tonight. And he clearly can't throw in right field, but I think he gives the team a lift with his presence. Nimmo had a really good game. I mean, I thought he did a really nice job getting on bases first four times, getting those three singles. I thought thought he did a very, very nice job at the top. And just getting what they need from Lindor and Alonzo, which is power. And runs driven in, they got the big swings from both of them tonight, and that makes a difference. So I thought the crowd was uh, electric early. It kind of got a little nervous in the middle of the game. When it got to 2-2, I think they were very nervous. Um, that's why the Alonzo home run was a big one. It set the wheels in motion for the rest of the game, and then the game, like I said, after the top of the seventh, with Diaz the game took on a strange strange finish that just took forever. I mean you don't want a game like that to take over 4 hours. I mean it just took forever but when you got that many walks you know it's going to happen. You got a couple of hit batters, you got a million walks in the game. I mean it was that kind of night in the Mets, you know, they just right now don't often get that big hit. McNeil's been good. You know, he's reliable. He's done a nice job down the stretch. You know, that was a big hit he got. And they really needed to do that because it really took the pressure. Because let's say that stays a one-run game. He can't throw Diaz in the ninth. That's a one-run game. Let's say Diaz finishes the eighth and he's thrown 30-some-odd pitches. You got to go to Arubito in the ninth, up a run. And you can lose the game there. So it didn't happen. I understand the reason Buck did what he did. It's It wasn't crazy to bring him in in the seventh from the standpoint of you had no one you really wanted to face those hitters with in the seventh inning with the one-run lead, and you couldn't go to the ground there. So I understand why I did it, but he, he took a calculated gamble that they would add on, and they did add on. And it made things easier, although it sure wasn't, pretty uh, as they finish the game. So we're ready for a game number three. It will be a very, very exciting game tomorrow night. It is tomorrow night because the Cardinals have been defeated by the Phillies, so the only game in town, the other three series are over, so the the, the only game in town will be tomorrow night, so ESPN can't move it all over the dial again. Well, maybe they'll play hide the ball game again as they did tonight. I mean, it was just utterly ridiculous. But hopefully tonight, coming up on Sunday night, they just leave it on there and just we take it away. Okay, it's going to be a good sports day tomorrow. You wind, uh, you start with the Packers and the Giants tomorrow morning in London. You got a very interesting Jet Dolphin game for the first time in a while, and then you have a deciding playoff game in a first-round series with everything on the line, all hands on deck, trying to get to play the Dodgers this week. So that's where we are. It's going to make for a very, very fun Sunday. We will have an NFL podcast for you after the Jets and Giants play tomorrow. Uh, We'll do one On the Giants after they play the London game, then we'll come back and we'll do one uh, on the rest of the NFL and the Jets after they finish up. And then we'll do one after the uh, Mets series comes to a conclusion tomorrow night. And we know whether the Mets season took a very abrupt end or they were able to come back and win the back two games and set up a confrontation with the Dodgers, which would be a lot of fun. So hopefully they get to extend their season because I'd like to see them at Dodgers' series. I really would. I think it would be a uh, an interesting series. I know the pitching won't be set up the way you want it. It puts the Dodgers in a very positive way. So be it. Hey, crazier things have happened. Let's get through this series first and see what happens. And again, um, the Padres have proved that they can win this series. I mean, and they can prove that they can play – very much on even terms with the Mets, and it would not be a surprise in the least if they won the series. So to me, it's very much, I'd give the Mets the slightest, the slightest of edges in Game 3, but very much the slightest of edges. I think there were a couple of things positive out of the Mets offense tonight. I think getting... That getting the home runs, getting the long ball from uh, Lindor and Alonzo gives them a little swagger for game three, which you like to have, because you need those two in the middle of your lineup to do the job. You got a couple other guys swinging the bats. Bailey got a couple other guys swinging the bats. Okay. Nimmo and when McNeil are swinging the bats. Okay. Mate is clearly playing hurt but I think he does give the team a lift by his presence. i tell you this, if I'm the Padres, and the Mets run on the Padres at will because the Padres are not very good at stopping base uh, stealing, but I would run all over Marte because I don't think he can throw the ball with that injury. So uh, I would be running not only first to third. I'd be trying to stretch singles in the doubles. I would be running on his arm all night tomorrow night, and that could be a bit of an issue. So watch that, because he clearly had trouble throwing the ball. And he clearly is, you know, trying to overcome an injury that a lot of people thought wouldn't allow him to play in the series. So he's there. He got a couple hits the first game. He didn't have a good night with the bat. Although he hit the ball hard a couple times. But I like him in the lineup, because I do think he adds a presence to the Mets team. The Mets are a better team when he's in there. So we will have a very busy day tomorrow. You will have a very busy sports day tomorrow. And for you Med fans, you get to put your head on the pillow tonight and breathe easier and at least, at least get ready for deciding game number three. Things were clearly more positive than they sure were around midnight last night. But there's still a whole lot to do, and there's a whole lot of disappointment just waiting around the bend if they should fall short because it would be a bitter, bitter pill for the Metfan fan and the organization to swallow if they don't survive this series. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today wherever you get your podcasts.